The following show contains spoilers for the finale of Survivor 42. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. Well, Hello again. wasn't that just the finale, guys, that you know none of us saw coming and we totally didn't call that a certain one of us would be taking away another... Uh, karate or figure skating trophy i forget what it was that we handed out that one time <laughs> right right i still, I still haven't received it was definitely one of the finales of survivor was one of the finales of all time yeah it was a good episode it, i can't say it was well i guess it was predictably unpredictable right to the point where we had like predicted exactly or i had predicted exactly what for the most part, might happen. Yeah. I mean, we do have the clip. We do have the clip (laughs) in which you say, this is totally not what's going to happen, and then it happens. And I also don't think that you're still too far away to catch up if disaster strikes. I mean, right now, I'm like 40 points below TB, even. And like, if, you know, just like, a scenario like if mike romeo and marianne like end up being the final three or something crazy like that like you know that's more than enough to like push me over yeah who's that one uh i feel like we had a pretty good read on like Lindsay being like the first default target and then like jonathan's maybe in fire but it almost kind of seems like taking jonathan maybe would have made yeah more sense yep <laughs> Okay, well, uh, we'll get there in a little bit. Uh, here we are at RNG Show, the finale for uh, this season, uh, both of the podcast and of the show. We've been doing the whole thing. We drafted once upon a time uh, 18 people. Actually, not. We didn't do that because we have two waivers. So we, we drafted yeah. 16 people <laughs> to our teams. Halfway through, we did a redraft. Uh, once we got a little more information, and here we are now. Everything's shaken out. <laughs> the points the are all tallied up. But uh, I guess let's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the episode a little bit. Because I think for a finale, there wasn't, it wasn't like too crazy. There wasn't like too much going on. And I do feel like last episode, they kind of, like Survivor kind of showed its hand in terms of like the story they were telling here. So it was more of, like, the follow-through of the story more than, like, a really, you know, like, twisty, exciting show. But it was still good. And there were things that happened I didn't expect, like the challenge winners, both of them. Especially the first challenge Yeah, yeah, for real. Is it bad that I literally... Oh, right, Mike. Yes, I I completely (laughs) blank the first challenge from my mind. Yeah, we also yeah. Had... Oh, it was so rough because I also wanted points, <laughs> and I also <laughs> wanted Lindsay to, you know, make it to the next vote. So being off by one piece was like one piece, one piece. One piece. Uh, I mean, not to get too far into points this early, but I was kind of expecting to get more than an eleventh of <laughs> first place. <laughs> well, uh, also, if you all had been paying attention throughout the season, um. You'd play the secret game within the game that they didn't tell you about, and then you would have known about the word scramble that we had um, right. at the beginning of the episode. Uh, you guys think like they were planning to do game within the game at some point? Um, 
No. It probably didn't do that well. Well, but but that's the thing. They wouldn't have known. Yeah. They wouldn't have known because they, they were just saying, like, they hadn't, you know, done any, pr- like, post-production for 41 yet. So maybe they, like, spent all the time putting the props out in 41 that they're like, you know what? We're never doing this again. This is terrible. <laughs> but they still had to, like, pretend it was really cool when they were telling us about it for last season. You know? Yeah, because yeah. it is, I guess it, wouldn't it be possible that they just, like, edit out the shots of it? Yeah. Because it wouldn't yeah. be that much. So I, mean, I guess presumably we also, they did like, do it suppose that they were probably composited in in post that's certainly possible either way um we got what was the fun word pig pig lesson uh, <laughs> uh look among the toes of the sleeping giant or something like that yeah 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 yeah, this yeah is, but the this funny is, word yeah <laughs> this one's crazy to me and i get like what marion's justification here was of like kind of like sandbagging but it was still crazy that Lindsay was out there for, like, so long. And I feel like at, after a certain point, they probably would have been, like, more successful if they didn't even try to do the puzzle and they just, like, were running around. Yeah, because the advantage sure. itself but was kind of just, like, sitting to. there, right? Yeah, yeah they probably weren't allowed to. to. Oh, I guess they that They literally said that you have to stay there and finish it before you can look for it. I see. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, it's very weird for Marianne to sandbag this only to not save Lindsay later. So, well, I think in a way she kind of justifies this where she, like, changes her mind during this tribal council. But it is kind of an interesting line of thought because Marianne mentions a lot, like, oh, like, I'm going to save Lindsay, like, or I'm going to do this so, like, Lindsay has a better chance of finding the advantage. Like, I'm working with Lindsay and... I feel like a little bit this kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, it feels like they're suddenly supposed to be, like, a really close duo, but I think it's more that Marion's just the most interested in working with, like, with Lindsay rather than Mike and Jonathan, or, like, at least associating herself with, with Lindsay. And I think she also kind of admitted it in her final tribal performance that, like, if she was going to lose to anybody... She would rather lose to Lindsay, whether that was subconscious or not. She has also made it very clear that she doesn't like Jonathan. So presumably the person most closely tied to Jonathan is also not really on her list of people that she wants to work with. So Mm -hmm. it'd be, she'd be left with Romeo and Lindsay. And out of those two, I would definitely go with Lindsay. Um, But obviously the reason not to do that is because of Romeo having no chance to beat you and Lindsay having a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to I want to talk about the challenge a little bit. I know we usually skip over challenges for Which the most one? part. The the first one. Um, I love that challenge. Yeah, it's a very fun challenge. We've we've definitely seen it a lot. So the first thing is like the advantage that Lindsay gets, where Jeff's like everybody else has six knots, and you're gonna have. And, you know, we're thinking, like, okay, maybe, like, five knots instead or, like, two, three knots instead. Three. It's or, like or maybe, one like, knot. one knot one. on one station. And immediately, I'm, like, when they say it's one knot, I'm, like, oh, wow, that's a huge advantage. Yeah, but it's, it is huge. It's, like, yeah. wow, that sounds, like, so significant. But then it but seems then like it you doesn't. you look at the knots. <laughs> yeah, it, like, doesn't make that much of a difference. It feels like they just kind of crisscross the rope a couple times. Which is how then... they normally do knots on on survivor 
It's more just like yeah. a time waster that makes me cringe when I think about like if I have like a nail that's like cut wrong and it's just like hitting the rope. That, uh, never mind. Um, why would you say that? Why would <laughs> no. you bring that into? Because I think about it every minds. time they have to touch like the little no. little ropeies. Oh, Zoe, remove this feeling. from the podcast. Because yeah, like they don't, what are they gonna do out there? Like they don't have the... they don't have like nail clippers at camp. They just have to like live with it. We can't release this information to. They the have teeth. It's too sensitive. Uh, I don't think that's good enough. There's, though. there's ten fingers. <laughs> so that's the challenge experience. Uh, Mike here, kind of like does really good at the puzzle, which yeah. is a little bit surprising, just based on like the season and like his own self assessment. Jonathan just stands back and watches yeah. to the puzzle. Yeah, for real. I didn't even pick up on that because I was just like so focused on on Mike versus Lindsay. I really thought that Mike's puzzle was gonna like topple. I was kind of convinced. I was also convinced it looked like it, and that's how they were building it up. It was like it felt like a Lindsay win to me, mm-hmm. but you know, like based on all the build up and everything. Yeah, but... like Mike just kept going, kept going, and then he won, and it was like a <laughs> pretty cool moment. It was just really surprising to me. Because I thought this was going to be like, you know, the final showdown here between Jonathan and Lindsay. And like, if one of them doesn't win immunity, then the other goes home. But like, neither of them won immunity. Yeah. But it still means that Lindsay <laughs> goes home. Uh, so there's like the reward here. They talk a little bit uh, about different stuff. But I, you know, fast forwarding to tribal a little bit here um, with all like the idols that are in play it makes this really interesting situation that uh fred and i were kind of considering we're like if mike just like like getting into this so if mike plays his idol on jonathan then marianne like should just play if she wants to keep Lindsay, uh should play the idol on Lindsay. but that means that they're both immune which means they would have like zero votes right Mm-hmm. And then the only people eligible to be voted for are Romeo and Marianne. And I feel like in most cases, like, you just get rid of Marianne here mm-hmm. because, like, yeah. you want to take Romeo to the end. And then the other thing is, like, if, if Marianne plays the idol first just to be, like, safe about it on Lindsay, then in kind of what we've been presented, like, Mike reacts by playing the idol for Jonathan and then, like, the same thing happens. So, like, if, if Marianne makes the move here to, like, save Lindsay, she probably ends up going home. Well, the only... Yeah, pretty much. So, I think that's kind of an interesting point here where it's, like, Marianne could just, like, play the idol on herself, even though it's pretty clear no votes are going to come her way. But if she tries to, say like, save Lindsay, she's, like, almost knocking herself out of the game. Uh, which I think is kind of an interesting point here. But I, I was... I was pretty surprised here where Mike actually plays the idol for Marianne. Yeah, so this was the one outcome where they could vote out Jonathan without any, without Marianne risking her own position. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Mike plays it for Marianne, Marianne plays it for Lindsay, and then it's between Romeo and Jonathan, and Jonathan goes home. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at this point, Lindsay is the obvious person to get out in that scenario because i think she played like a very well balanced game between the social and the challenges Mm -hmm. and so i mean sure jonathan's you know 
the challenge beast, when you get to this point in the game, being the challenge beast alone doesn't really serve you that well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the main reason they would get out Jonathan here is because they don't like Jonathan. <laughs> it's because Marion and Lindsay both don't like Jonathan. But that's not what you do at the, you know, I know, the final I know, vote. I know. Right, which I know. is, I think, all kind of accumulating to, like, why Marion ended up, like, letting Lindsay go home. Yeah. Um... So it was kind of disappointing, but, like, Lindsay definitely played, like, a, a solid game. And I guess she just, like, didn't have roots that were deep enough. Because I think it's possible if she, like, spent more time creating an alliance with, like, Romeo and Marianne, maybe. Like, she could have been more safe here. But she just was kind of part of the line we've been going down of, like... Hi, Drea, Omer, and then Lindsay. It's just like, you know, one by one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Lin- Lindsay goes out here. And at this point in the like the fantasy, Fred's fate is kind of set and sealed. Uh, <laughs> except because Lindsay did find the, the uh, game within the game advantage. He does Potatoes. have a, a chance die sitting around in his pocket. Heck yeah! So we'll we'll, uh, we'll toss that around later on. See if he can win. <laughs> uh, I oh, I rolled a seventy on my chance stuff. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what what happens after the first tribal? No, we go straight to the, the second challenge. You are correct. So we go straight to uh, straight sm- to balls. Motion, right? Which is funny because. Uh, when we went to the first challenge, I was saying like, you know what? If like I'm I'm on this show, then I'm going out and I'm like I'm remembering all the names of the challenges and like a fun fact about them, so I can just be like really silly, and be like, oh yes, like this is. Uh, so you you can be the big Survivor fan yeah. character. So I can just be like, uh, I don't know, just silly, be like, oh yes, this is like rock hanging above. Uh, ledge. You just gotta like, yeah, I just I remember back in season thirteen. Yeah, woo! Challenge name, my favorite. Yeah, but then like Marianne steals my bit. Yeah, almost instantly. Which, also, it I guess is weird to say now, but I kind of ended up on like a, a weird little streak in this episode of like calling out little things that would happen, either like accidentally, like in that case, or just like saying a phrase and then somebody says like the same wording that I use. Yeah, so many times <laughs> you would just say a word and then maybe 30 seconds later somebody in the show would say that exact word about the exact situation and i was like what the heck (laughs) yeah it's just funny i don't know i just like i know what i know what they want us to see it's like too many seasons of survivor okay good at survivor have you thought of applying um at survivor something.com that's the one SurvivorAuction.com is where Jeff no, told me to that's, go. That's that's for the auction. Are you sure? Because he was like talking about the auction, <laughs> and he also said like, uh, "Also apply." It's so it's I very, very close. Website. They're very close words, they, but I thought they stopped doing the auction. Well, I think they stopped doing it on eBay. Now they do it on their ah. own website, and they do it for uh, stand up to cancer. But talking about balls, right? Can I tell they, you guys how like tired I am of balls? They all I, kind of dropped I, the ball on this challenge. They certainly did. I heckin' love <laughs> balls. 
I mean, it's cool, but having it season after season after season, I, I'm 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 done with it. You know, g- only, give me another Final Four challenge. I think it's a it's really only, good Final Four challenge. It's only been the Final Four challenge like three times. It's just Has it? been fairly recent. Yeah, I think it's just it stands I, out because it's particularly like memorable. Maybe okay. Maybe it's it's it. been Final Immunity four times. Um, okay, the season that JT won. Token Chains. Uh, J- Jeremy won it, Nick won it, and Natalie won it. Yeah. Cambodia, David versus Goliath, Winners at War. So where were we? Challenge? Challenge. Balls. <laughs> balls. Balls. It's a good balls. challenge because it, I like how it builds up tension slowly. Yeah. It's all about so those. This time Basically. it didn't really. Except, yeah, <laughs> this time half, half the, the people the, dropped out one. Romeo had like just put in the fourth one, I think, mm-hmm. when the challenge ended. Yeah, well, Mike, like, <laughs> messed first up on ball. like, his, you know, one of his first rotations. He like went to grab it, and it just like it slipped out of his hand. Um, but yeah, I think Romeo clearly shows his expertise in this challenge. Um, he has one moment where he like flips away, and he like goes to the other lane, and they like quickly goes back and like manages to catch the ball in time that was a really cool yeah, one almost through really i was early. i was worried about him because he was putting him in pretty close in timing with but i almost feel like that could like make more sense could. if you like set the timing the way you want it to start with so you're building with a consistent timing throughout rather than spacing them because like someone like marianne right spaced it like halfway through but then like as she drifted like then they were too close to each other and that's like on her totally but i feel like it in a way makes more sense to like get with the pattern when you can rather than like have to constantly go to like a faster interval i don't know i guess it like worked out for romeo right (laughs) yeah well they didn't have to play it for very long that's also true i wonder what's the like what's the record for like how the most balls someone has going at once I think I remember David versus Goliath. I think they had, like, all of them. In. Yeah, it was just like, go, 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 go. I could be misremembering, but I, I, I'm i pretty sure I've seen the, this challenge go considerably further than it did this season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Romeo winning an immunity challenge. Well, that was pretty yeah. cool for him. Good yeah. For him. Good job, Romeo. Beat, you did something. Beat Jonathan at a challenge. That's something you yeah. can't say true uh so now it puts romeo on the spot where he gets to choose who to take with him and you know before this point we had kind of assumed that somebody would be taking romeo but uh now it's romeo's choice i thought that his choice was a silly choice but sure (laughs) um so we're presented with like look at jonathan he's so good at fire and then like look at mike he's like kind of okay with fire and then Marianne But we don't like, know how good he is with fire. He kept it a, a secret. And then Marianne, who's like coaching Jonathan, but like not really doing much her own. And Mike's like, listen, uh, he says some stuff. I don't remember exactly what he says. Mike, to Mike, who? Mike was to trying Romeo. to make a play through proxy of Romeo because I think Mike, his, his like only chance at winning was to like beat somebody at fire yeah to like add that to his resume last minute 
And even though that does eventually come around, it obviously didn't work out. But it, it was it was a play, and it, it was smart of him to tell Romeo, "Yeah, you need to send me to fire." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think also the idea that giving the giving Romeo the idea to put Mike and Mary Ann in fire so that he only has to deal with one of them at the end also makes logical sense because obviously dealing with both of them is going to be a lot harder than one. Uh, But of course, Mike also wants that because he knows that Jonathan would be much, much harder to beat in fire. So real realistically, it's kind of a win-win for both of them because Remy's chances are, you know, marginally higher and Mike's are much higher to get to final three. Um, but I don't know. Romeo d- decided that it didn't make sense. I guess. Yeah. Um. I can't now. It's talking about you know M- Mike's fire making ability. I can't quite recall. But what was he aware that he was good at fire and was hiding it? Because I feel like I kind of remember that being in an early confessional. I'm not sure. I yeah. I th- I think so. I think that's true. Yeah, I feel like the fire-making training meta on Survivor is weird, because really, like, especially if you're, I mean, like, you should just be practicing all the time, right? But especially if you're, like, starting to get to the end of the game here, you should feel pretty confident with your fire-making ability. And I always feel like the the idea where they're, like, scrambling at the end is, like, a little silly in a way, because I feel like if you've been playing the game for this long, you should, like, already be, like, set to go. I feel part of it is just, like, production. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you, you want to practice to make sure you get to the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like it adds to the production. Just Yeah, that that I do agree with. But Though you do mention, like, if you've gotten this far, you should be good at this. But, I mean, as they kind of allude to here, it sounds like Jonathan was the one making the fire every day around camp. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people fall into their chore roles, right? That's fair. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if I'm out there and, like, I know the fire-making challenge is a thing that's going to be happening, I, like, will want to be doing what I can to be prepared for it. And really, like, I'm curious how much, like, if that raises your threat level. Because, like, if you sure. practice fire prematurely. Yeah. Because doesn't mean, like, oh, like, this guy is going to be a threat in the fire-making challenge. So, like, I better get rid of him before the fire-making challenge. I feel like that's, like, I feel like we haven't gotten that reasoning before. Especially, like, once you're kind of down to it in the end, like, it's more about the jury vote versus, like, oh, this person, like, will probably win in the fire-making challenge. Yeah. Unless your name's Chris Underwood. Uh, sure. (laughs) The the other thing (laughs) is that, the other thing is that being good at fire might put you in a position where you're more likely to go to fire. As a if, weapon. As a weapon, yeah. yeah, to get out somebody that they actually want. Yeah, so I guess... Know, to get out the specific person they want to Yeah, get I guess in a way, then, it's like a double-edged sword, because if you're, the if you're like, the weakest person at fire, and you're not the biggest threat, then you're probably not going to fire. Because it's like, well, if I put, uh, like, Romeo up against Mike, for, you know, just for, like, example... Then like, I totally lost my train of thought. Mike wins, <laughs> but 
if like you don't want to send someone who's bad at fire against the person you think is going to win the game you want to send your best like soldier to try and beat the biggest threat yes so it actually might be better to be like really really bad at fire if you're not the biggest threat currently in the game so during that practice session you can be like oh man i like can't even get this started this is terrible I guess you'll just have to send in the other person to take out the biggest threat. Because if you don't, then like we're all losing no matter what. Is that a strategy? That's what yeah. I would do. I there, would there's... practice fire until you know I actually fly to Survivor, and then I would just pretend to be shit at making fire the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sandbag the entire time. I, I, I'd you know make an effort to pretend to make fire. I <laughs> but. I, I know myself, and I would be the one watching somebody struggle for 40 minutes and then just say, oh, just let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am that person. Yeah, I mean, I I make a lot of campfires, and I haven't done it with Flint before. Well, you should do it if you're going to apply. Yeah. Really? I, I'm, I'm this terrible is, this at making is our... fire. This is our new in-joke tune. Is yeah, be... yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jimmer. We, we've, yeah, we've volunteered <laughs> tune as tribute. Since Jimmer's not on this season. Yeah, Jimmer's not on this season. Yeah. We, we have to nominate somebody every season. I think I'd rather see Fred out there. I think that'd be the most interesting TV. That would be so funny. <laughs> imagine Maybe one imagine day. Fred like uh, sitting on a, on a log when someone's trying to do the do-or-die challenge. <laughs> no! What are you doing, you absolute moron? <laughs> yeah, it's just like mumbling to myself. It's mathematically incorrect. It's just it's, it's, the math is the math's not there, and, and yet they. And, but then, the math. but then Jeff turns to you and says, "But what about the puppy logic?" <laughs> and I kick over a stump and set everything on fire, and I lose my mind. <laughs> or I get do or die, and I as soon as Jeff. You know, opens the uh-huh. the first the box to be like, "This is bad." I go, swap. "Yeah, I should swap." I and, just then, swap. and then production and like, oh, is yelling at you, you from off screen. <laughs> yeah, and I realize that I picked the one that doesn't have a line on the bottom, and then I yep. go home. Yeah, so. and then everyone gets their biases is... confirmed. <laughs> yeah, the producer's off screen, just shaking. <laughs> no, what are you doing? No. Yeah, I hate it here. So we go to the actual fire making challenge and Romeo takes Marianne and sends Jonathan and Mike. Yeah, like I said, it's a weird decision, but I think he explains it a little bit at Final Tribal where he basically says that he felt like she played a similar game to him where she was like under the radar, which obviously we know isn't true. But I think from his perspective, at least makes sense for his decision. And especially because presumably he doesn't like the other two as much as Marianne so like you know it's a it's a win-win to bring her if one of them can get at least a hundred thousand dollars he'd rather it be Marianne yeah exactly I have to say though this fire making challenge and I know I said this last season but this is probably the best fire making challenge that I've seen but for a different reason than last season okay. last season it was very fun to watch because it went back and forth people's fire kept going out and they'd have yeah, to that's restart. true. That's true. This season, they both were just really good at it, mm-hmm. and it just Mike just made a bonfire very fast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. This I is one of those. Is this is one genuinely of those 
the largest fire I have ever seen during fire making. And it stayed it was, like consistent. It was huge. Yeah, and it actually stayed. So I this was, was thinking, one of the moments oh. that uh, Tune called exactly what they said, where he goes, it was an inferno. Oh. And then after the <laughs> challenge, Jeff goes, you built an inferno. And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of kind of weird in a way. But yeah, they, they both built very good fires. Yeah, it was so windy. I thought it would be interesting quickly, if like Mike's quickly. fire like got long enough that like it blew over to Jonathan's rope and like snapped it. I wonder what they do. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was, I, yeah, I did have that thought cross my mind. Like, what if, what if Mike's <laughs> finishes Jonathan's rope? Mm-hmm. Remember in uh, uh, Edge of Extinction where they had to like go into the vote off booth to do it, and they were like filming on a GoPro. Can't believe that happened. Yes, that was so weird. Right, because couldn't the jury like not even see it? Yeah, they like couldn't see it. They like just could barely hear like what Jeff was saying, and they had to like crane their necks to like see if they could (laughs) observe anything. It was really bad. (laughs) That just adds to the Chris Underwood conspiracy. (laughs) So yeah, so Mike wins and Jonathan goes home. So that means Soaring has lost his last player. And I have three, all you three of all mine three in, in the trial, final three. Disgusting. And it's only the second season in a row I've done it. It's awful. <laughs> uh, Eighty-eight points. Too many. Yeah. So final, final tribal time. Uh, this is a really good one. Really like good arguments for everybody, and I've seen some pretty like interesting breakdowns across uh like reddit about this final tribal council as well and i a lot of it comes down to from what i've seen is like tori starts out with this really interesting like breakdown of everybody's <laughs> game and it's like is like it's just so interesting because when she regards mike she like describes the game that like he wants to think he's playing but it's like actually a, a trap because they want him to like cast off that image and like assert that he wasn't playing you know like a super honorable like loyal type of game and acknowledge like it was something he was saying but not doing um but then like when mike hears tori say say that he's like oh like this is what the jury thinks of me so like i should play into this because like this is what they're expecting but it was it but it was a it was a trap because they wanted him to not agree with that. So you can kind of see Mike like go back and forward where he like embraces this idea, which is like what he wasn't supposed to do, but is what he thought the jury wanted from him. And like, he's kind of like figuring it out over the course of the final tribal. But like Marianne is just, and of course we don't, see the entire thing so we might be only seeing like the greatest hits but like marianne is like acing every every question yeah like yeah beyond belief like perfect answers it like it's crazy like how well uh she was able to like take control of each like question that came their way yeah and and even like give her special music (laughs) which like confirms her as the winner of her yeah, it, it's, like, not too much of a secret at, at this point, for sure. But between, like, um, you know, asserting that, like, she was going to be safe, like, 
for so many points are like taking the narrative that happened and even if it wasn't necessarily like fully true all the like all the way through she like made it seem like you know being on the bottom or being like a little more low-key was like totally planned out and like part of her intentions and like when she pulls at the idol like that's clearly going over very well with the jury yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's like nice and flashy and something that she actually kept secret yeah it's like everything's very succinct and like to the point and it's just like a great performance yeah i was gonna say for something that's been so like wild and goofy throughout the season she comes into this and has these really well thought out well like put together arguments and explanations for everything and it was like really cool to see this side of marianne just like in full force Mm -hmm. and you know in in peak shape um and yeah it was just really cool and it it really shows the like importance of the final tribal and like how much influence you can have on on the jury for sure especially afterwards where we see how many people's votes were up in the air and how many of those were still kind of leaning towards the mic and how Mm -hmm. basically everyone um swapped the 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 one thing i want to mention about tori's influence is that i really hate it i don't know how much of it was like an intentional in intentional like manipulation of mike right but i hate that the jury goes first in these yeah. situations. Well, that was the thing. Normally, it completely they... sets the tone for these people's arguments. Because yeah, if Mike doesn't hear that the jury, a jury member, thinks this way about his game, then maybe he like throws in things about right, how know, he, he defines his up. own narrative, right? As yeah. opposed to playing defensive and usually they get like an opening speech you you know even this like new format i feel like they still got like their opening thoughts and it's possible it's like cut out but i feel like they wouldn't cut something like that out unless it just like wasn't relevant yeah it's just you know in the survivor canon that we see and have to play off of for now Uh it seems very very weird to and, and honestly just a negative to cut out their opening statements Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's like unfortunate and like it was a very uh, it's like exciting to watch because it's like very intricately like a put together like question like she's kind of asking or like presenting to them but yeah it really like does kind of shift the the landscape for the rest of the the tribal council hi doesn't know what gaslighting is yeah it's kind of weird yeah Kind of like an awkward moment. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. But uh, yeah, that's not that's not what gaslighting is. Stop using that word like that. But that this was a, you know, comment towards Romeo and talking about Romeo's performance as a whole. Um, I think it was fine, honestly. Romeo I think for really somebody, surprised me. I think for somebody coming in with objectively the worst game... I think he did a totally fine job of explaining his position as well as he could mm-hmm. and actually getting his, you know, feelings and thoughts across to the jury in a pretty, you know, eloquent way, as eloquent as you can be. It was definitely like an uphill battle and you could tell the jury wasn't really fully like taking him seriously. And you, know, you can't like really 
blame them, but he definitely like knew what narrative he wanted to present and he did it very effectively. Yeah. It it just it, it reflected his whole season, the whole uphill battle and that's like the message he wanted to get across and it, yeah, it went very well. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad he also got the chance to like acknowledge like hey, I'm like I like this wasn't intentional. Like I wasn't here just like playing the bottom just so I could like hang around and like, you know, collect money for like every vote I got through. Like that wasn't the idea. Like I wanted to like do everything I could. Like I wanted to play to win like and I was just put in a hard spot. Yeah, I think that moment really like spoke to me a bit cuz we get a lot of goats that are delusional and think mm-hmm. that they deserve to be there and that they have a, you know, great chance of winning and whatnot but i'm sure uh a a lot of that is like copium (laughs) and you know just trying to do your best in a spot and i'm sure many went back and were like damn that wasn't what i wanted to do but like to see it so plainly and so honestly from romeo here where he's just like in the moment like this is not how i wanted to play this was not what i wanted to do to see that like happen was you know very resonant mm-hmm. yeah uh one question from the jury that i really thought was fantastic was uh the uh what personal lesson did you learn on this season like that question hit hard because mm-hmm. yeah it's not really like game related not it's not like hey talk about the game but you get to see you know, a different side of them in a yeah. final tribal that you don't normally get to see. Like, obviously, it, 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 they'll get it, emotional it, it and allowed, talk about it, but... It allowed opportunity for uh, us to see, like, how closely knit all of these people actually were mm-hmm. and uh, allowed people to, like, express their emotions towards their time on this island, you know? Mm-hmm. And... uh it, that that was just a really fun moment even though it might it probably didn't add a whole lot to people's perceptions of who should win the game it still definitely resonated with everyone there and you could tell yeah and it's also just a nice bit of emotional closure on top of the whole season right because it's not just you know, the winter story or whatever. Um, we also just get to see a really good encapsulation of everything, you know, not just the game, but now also the emotional stories of all three people. And I think that's, what's cool about like casting right now as well is that they're bringing people in who like have stories to tell, but also giving them the opportunity to like, you know, be characters and like build an, like a new story on the show and like tell us that story. Uh, it's really nice that like everybody gets like their own little bit of a an arc through it, and it's not just like here's the winner being really good and everyone else sucks. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's surprised that we're reading the votes live because they haven't seen forty one yet. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we do uh the live reading, and then we do the uh the after show, which is still like kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. A little bit. I, I could I could see during the after show that Romeo was just getting like sick. 
from like the food injury. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing. It's like they need they need like time to not be immediately thrown into this. And Jeff's like shoving drink and food into them, like, oh, you know, have more. Hey pizza. guys, get have some more champagne. champagne in here. Yeah, bring on the pizza. Get, and they're still just get like Mike another pizza. Yeah, they're like trying to process like what just happened. Like M- R- Mike and Romeo are gonna be like crushed for you know losing the season and having that like revealed right in front of them. Mike, you need another pizza. Get like another pizza. Mike, you feeling good? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. No, Jeff, I'm, uh, my stomach can't handle all this cheese. Like, who who would have voted for Mike? Oh, okay. So Mike blew it. Oh, no, I no. see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit much. Although, the, you know. The salt in the wound. Yeah, at least Mike took it in stride, and by the end, he was like, no, I'm, I'm happy. Like, it, you know, Marianne deserves the money she's gonna do great things with it he's you know he didn't need it mm-hmm. um he's satisfied so it's like at the very least when you know talking about it he seemed totally fine but it was just a lot of like yeah salt in the wound for sure no appearance fee huh <laughs> oh and i mean like we skip to the thing but like yeah marianne wins by all but one vote. oh yeah that happened marianne <laughs> almost marianne wins. <laughs> good winner right. honestly actually good winner yeah, good winner. And they told her story real, like really well. Especially, you know, it's easy to kind of directly compare it to Erica, who played a pretty decent game, but like it was just so hidden from us for like so much of it. Yeah, we, like have a good also Canadian. Yeah, we have a good understanding of like why. Also Canadian, also Marianne, uh, person of color, which is hype. Back to back Canada. Yeah, back to back Canadian women of color. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is kind of a wild Hog. coincidence, but it is sweet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, even the Canada meta is real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, soaring. Maybe you should go. On. <laughs> yeah, soaring. Let's go. Yeah, That's our nominee. <laughs> Let's go. Hi, hi, Mr. Jeff. I'd like to go on your your television show. I'm actually I... recording a podcast right now. Oh, what? That disqualifies me. Oops. Oh. <laughs> I love Mr. Jeff. Mr. Jeff was that so was, annoying. Was so I hated awesome. it. I feel like it got I a little forced so at the end. I hated it so much the entire time. I was so sick of it. By the end, it just felt, yeah, it felt so pandery and awkward. Yeah, at the oh, beginning, God, it's like, crazy. oh, that's like a cute little like thing to you know refer to Jeff as. But like when Jonathan kept saying it like in the finale, I'm like, he just feels like obligated now. Yeah. Because if he doesn't say it, Jeff's going to be like, oh, what? No mister anymore? What is this? He dropped one. He did say Jeff once right okay. after he got voted out, which was really funny. <laughs> Man, Jeff letting these guys use his catchphrase as they get eliminated this season. Yeah, twice. Twice. Jeff's uh, about to pass over the uh, hosting duties to the cast itself. <laughs> All right, you guys do it. Uh, Stranded on an island with 20 people and no host. <laughs> in, in my watch group, we came up with kind of a funny idea. That uh, they should do a season where, um, like, Jeff has to live with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> and then the winner becomes the new Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually think that'd be kind of fun. And give Jeff more, like, front seat experience to everything that's yeah. happening. <laughs> huh. They're still paying me $4 million for this season, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. If you win. <laughs> so, that is the finale of uh, Survivor 42. Good episode. Good season. I enjoyed the season. Good season. Good season. Good season. Yeah, I would say as a finale, it wasn't amazing, but I think it was still very good. It was I, very, very yeah. solid. It like, continued the like the story 
they were telling pretty well and like gave us a good understanding of like why Marianne ended up like winning the game. <laughs> and you know, every single finale can't be like crazy wild, but this one certainly wasn't like confusing and misleading. So yeah. I'm happy for that. So uh, in that case, we can also do kind of a wrap up of the, you know, the podcast and the fantasy side of this season. <laughs> um, <sighs> so let's go to points then. We have to. Yep. So uh, TV <laughs> for this episode has nobody left in the game. So TV gets zero points. Um, then we have Soaring who has Jonathan, who goes out the fire-making challenge and doesn't win any other challenges. He did get a vote, though. So he got a point for that, and he got a point because Mike took him on a reward. So everything added together, that gives Soaring eight points. And then next, uh, we have Fred, who had Lindsay, who went out first, but she did find an advantage, and by finding it, uh, Fred gets a chance die. Now, we did find out that the uh, <laughs> chance die are now going to be a D4 in this episode. So, Fred, if you would like to, I would say go ahead and, and roll a D4 now, and we can find out what your total for the episode is. Now, it would be really cool if you if you get a 2 here, because that would mean your total for the episode would be 8 uh, alongside soaring. I think that would be super interesting need to roll a cool casual uh 62 to win right how badly do you want it to be a two i really badly want it to be a two <laughs> i think it'd be really okay. poetic but i understand it's a one in four chance of happening okay it was the two i believe you <laughs> <laughs> oh let's go sweet <laughs> draw okay so Fred rolls a two on his chance die, which means he gets eight points for the episode. Good job. Fred got a lot of chance dice. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Now, yeah, thinking back, I didn't really ever feel like I was rolling in them, but yeah, yeah I did have are. a lot. <laughs> so uh, that, of course, leaves it to me uh, for this episode. I mean, we kind of already know, like, Mike, Romeo, Marianne make it all the way through, which means they get a bunch of points for going to a bunch of tribal councils. Mike wins um, a challenge, and he gets the reward tacked on. Mike wins the fire-making challenge. Romeo wins the challenge. Mike plays his idol. And I get a whole bunch of points for them all being in the final three spot. So, all in all, my total for this episode is 88 points, uh, tying yeah, myself cool from David versus Goliath, where I also got 88 points in the finale. I'd actually like to point out that 88 points has been the winner's total in the finale uh, four times now, and it is currently the highest uh, achieved by any solo team past oh, last yeah. season. Yeah, last season was a little... Wait, so, whoa, wait, so did Fred get... Sorry, what what are you referring to? Who are the which are the four? I don't do I gotta go back? I went through all of these earlier while you guys well, were talking. Okay, so like in David versus Goliath, I got eighty eight points, but I actually still got second place in the season because Mike White was just too strong. Mike White and Sorry, Davey. I I was referring to the leader of the episode. Right. In that case, yeah. 
So it was 88 points there. I think there was 88 points here. You got 88 points in, in, in Edge of Extinction. Edge of Extinction. I think that's it. Um, when, or, when was that war? Or season that shall not be named? So when was it war? Fred got a lot of points, but he only got 72. And I'm, I'm sure and I see, did I, right. Again, reminder that I would have blown past the highest record had I just kept Tony. Yeah, if you had Tony and Natalie in the finale, digits. you would have gotten, uh, let me count like this out, 120 points, yeah. Yeah, which is absurd and like almost completely impassable <laughs> by any single theme, but you know what? I'm not bitter or anything. Yeah, last season, uh, Blockbuster Definition got 95 points in the finale. Mm-hmm. So are you find that other 88 yet? Okay. Well, well, at least we know there are three now, which is a really interesting coincidence. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess it just has to do with like what's available in the finale of these. Yeah, things. I guess so. It just, just works out a little different every time. So uh, that brings us to totals for the season. Uh, so, I guess just going through it then, uh, in fourth place with 144 points is uh, TB with the uh, toast bread team. Like Icarus flying too close to the toaster. <laughs> TB <laughs> held the top for a long time, but just couldn't quite make it through. Then, next in third place... With 149 points is Soaring with yeah. the Galaxy Brains. Yeah, um, as usual, uh, I, I'm not doing so well. <laughs> the season we added ketchup mechanics <laughs> and they screwed me over. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I wouldn't have rolled away all five of my chance die, uh-huh. I might not have got less. Yeah, there's a couple of different like <laughs> scenarios that I've kind of run through that I'm... <laughs> Do, to share. do you see the my chance die total? I earned two the entire season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I five yeah, play and better. Lost five. It's a skill issue. <laughs> so. uh, I mean, I think like a really uh, important decision that I made. Hold on, hold on. I, you know, I talked about it. Oh. oh, let me get through these, and then we can go through everybody. Okay. 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 So then we have uh, 156 points for Fred. Uh, going up from, well, I guess you were in first place last episode, but the episode before you've been you've been in third place for a while. Yeah, a nice twelve point spread between us. Three. Yeah, really tight. Mm-hmm. And then just blowing everybody out of the water <laughs> uh, with an impressive finale. Even though I've been performing so poorly throughout the season i'm yeah, all the way you've up been at, in last yeah i'm all the way up at 211 points uh Absurd. Big you can see the graph on the spreadsheet uh rngshow.com slash 42 uh i'm at the bottom for like the entire season and i just spike up in the finale just like marianne i've taken ownership of that narrative <laughs> okay Everybody give it up for the winningest player in RNG show. Yeah, this yeah. is crazy. Um, As always. I'm glad I'm being celebrated here. Uh, <laughs> so really, this is super interesting. This is kind of a, a, a joke we've brought up a couple times before. But um, 
you know, like <laughs> we introduced this sort of like comeback mechanic, both with the the chance die in a way, but also uh, in the middle of the season around the merge, we did a redraft. So everyone could have like a little more information about like who we're actually picking from. Uh, we could lock in someone from our team already. So we didn't like lose everything from the first draft. And uh, everybody went back to the same amount of players, which we all had three instead of four, like we had at the start. Now, you know, this was in part here to kind of save people who might drop out early in the season and struggle, you know, to have like legs later on. It's not a secret that this is something like Soaring has experienced a couple times now. Uh, except for this but season. Except for this season, it turned out <laughs> that like I completely benefited from this comeback mechanic because my first draft was was so <laughs> bad, and it paid off big time in the finale. But the tragic thing is that if we never did the redraft and like we didn't really make any trades or anything, Soaring would have won the season. Yeah. Oh, you've done the math on yeah, this. Yeah, Soaring would have what? won if we just played it straight from the first draft. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the, the mechanics actually <laughs> screwed me this time. So it's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess this is just what uh, the Cosmic Order decrees in order yeah, to Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Also, big shout out to uh, TB for calling the winner of both the season and the season. Yeah, that's crazy. Off of I off did. of episode off of the draft, actually. Yeah, draft off episode. Of the draft, I did. That Twin is crazy. Marianne wins the show. Both yeah, came that's true. actually that is actually kind of wild. I would I would wouldn't have even expected that from like any two predictions, but yeah, I'm impressed. Good calls. Yeah, I should get like 80 points for that. Honestly, <laughs> true. Honestly, actually true. Oh, but then my prediction wouldn't be correct. Oh, oh no. Alright, just enough points I'll, to be... I'll, be... I'll, take, I'll take a solitary 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, while we're on this page, another thing that I went and looked at was, you know, notably, uh, Fred and I made a trade a little bit after the merge where we traded Lindsay and Marianne and you know obviously it's it's turned out funny because this is the second time that Fred has given me the winner of the season in a trade yep um but unlike winners at war where Fred had Tony through the season Fred would have you know dominated all of us in this season uh it didn't matter if I had Marianne or not because mm-hmm. just by having Lindsay, Romeo, and Mike still, like that would have been enough points to still win the season, just not as dominantly. Yeah, so I don't feel as bad about this one, especially because I still liked Lindsay's position when I made the trade, mm-hmm. and I was getting the advantage points that I wanted, which, you know, in terms of how it played out ultimately, ignoring, you know, Lindsay being voted out, uh, was still a good deal because... You know, she ended up, Marion ended up finding another idol that she didn't end up playing, so it's not as many points, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really totally balanced. fine with the trade. Before the finale, I believe, it was a difference of, like, three points. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very close. Because, like, yeah, Lindsay just going on an absolute tear in challenges, and then Marion finding that idol mm-hmm. uh, 
put them really, really close. But yeah, it was just the finale that put her ahead. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, the main thing is just the the fact that I keep giving you yeah. the winner, regardless of how it affects the season. I am sick of just handing you the winner of the season on a silver platter. Right, and I look forward to it happening again. Right. <laughs> I think the uh, really you know only major mistake I made in my redraft, I would say, is you know I mentioned this while I was drafting, which was I was really struggling between picking between high Mm -hmm. and romeo yeah and it's not a huge difference but like it's what 20 points (laughs) yeah i mean if you took romeo uh it definitely would have helped you out quite a bit so let's see 52 eight points eight point i would have gotten second at least there you go well no because it's uh it would just be for the the post Post merge. Oh yeah. So Romeo gets thirty four points and High gets sixteen. So it's like okay, eight eighteen point difference. So that would have been nice. And it also well, I still would have had Mike and Lindsay or Marianne. But yeah, would it also have affected my chance die? (laughs) That I actually don't know if Romeo earned any chance die. I don't think he did. Probably not. He didn't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He just stuck around a lot longer. Yeah, I think the the redraft is a pretty interesting point and not only is like it where i kind of like got my second wind even though i didn't earn that many points until the finale but like i still keep coming back romeo romeo did romeo got consecutive votes and safe oh true true, true. oh yeah i do come back to like uh tv's picks here which i think are interesting with like locking andrea which makes sense just for all the points she had and then choosing chanel first i just am uh, still surprised at and i'm trying to think about like who would have made more sense to pick at the time and i think if you picked Lindsay, like you would have been in a lot better spot yeah i i thought about it that that's what i should have done we make mistakes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i've made a few soaring i think you're your picks make a lot of sense. Obviously, Tori ended up like being a little bit better, but like those picks make sense. Mm-hmm. Fred's picks all like make ton of sense as well. Obviously, like keeping well. Here's the interesting thing: is like Omer, even though he was like so dominant and he had so much like winner upside, he actually didn't earn that many points, and he had like the potential of winning, but he actually like didn't do too much. So it technically would have been better for like Fred to just keep. Mary, you know, in hindsight, like to keep Marianne, because if Omer's in the pool, like someone has to pick Omer just because, like, it's Omer, right? Yeah. I mean, Fred still held on to Marianne following the draft. Yeah, but like, if you know, if Omer is available for like t- you know TB or Soaring to grab in the first or second spot, I feel like one of the two of you take Omer. Yeah, I should have mm-hmm. not spent the dice to move up oh you did do that huh yeah that's also a big thing because that's potentially one or multiple um d12 to roll for points mm-hmm. yeah because fred and i both like didn't roll anything yeah i mean honestly yeah. just outplayed like it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. just a skill yeah. difference literally the only reason i spent the dice was to try and hold my position because I figured you guys would. Mm-hmm. 
That's the only reason I spent them at the time. Yeah, really. I feel like where I ended up in, in the bottom spot ended up being really good for the redraft because I'm like right in the middle. So I get to choose the middlest people. I don't know. It, I mean, obviously, like it worked out really well for me. But like if I was in Fred's spot, then I probably choose. Well, actually, if I'm in Fred's spot, then I think I, I choose Marianne there because mm-hmm. that's what I had wanted if you didn't pick her again. Um, but then that would mean like Fred, then you would have the two picks. And then I think you probably do like maybe Lydia and Lindsay. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then I still take Romeo. Yeah. So we would only be switching Lindsay and Mary sooner, <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. Sooner, which we did anyways. <laughs> so that's funny how that worked out. Yeah. So redraft, I think is something we should do again. I think the redraft is great and i think just makes for a more no we're never redrafting again ever okay soaring (laughs) redraft without chance dice yes i think chance die while a fun way to gamify the season and i appreciate all the thought that went into them (laughs) i think ultimately they feel very convoluted and not just extra steps which probably aren't necessary <laughs> yeah but it was a I fun like system to try yeah for sure towards helping out people who are already doing well yeah it ended up being less comebacky and more stay on top b yeah i don't know especially when you think about where the chances are coming from where it's like multiple challenge wins in a row it's like okay why are the why is the person with somebody winning multiple challenges getting or, more you points know, multiple votes multiple votes in safe which you know also may mean they're on the bottom but it's still like is heavily favoring people who are in consecutive episodes yeah, i think it may have been helpful if we kept giving out chance die for people like who got voted out yeah i think that yeah. part of it was, felt the most natural and, and most then, intuitive <laughs> and but... then we turned it off for the merge <laughs> yeah so oh well we learned some things. You know, we might bring the system back in the future, but I think for next season, we probably won't and just focus on refining what we kind of built up here. Because we've like, you know, we kind of changed the rules a little bit. But the redraft was really fun, and I do think it has good potential. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of the best case example of like how the redraft can work right you like do a really bad draft with limited information the first go around and then everybody's going to be like on even footing for the redraft because we've all seen the same season and you can just kind of pick based on on that new judgment mm-hmm. yeah i like it a lot so i, uh, I definitely want to see it again and like see how it works out for sure i also just want to say that i do appreciate how my stupid joke idea from the end of last season that was supposed to be like the reaction i was going for was wow that's really stupid of course (laughs) we're not going to do that but that's a funny idea into like what this season is Mm -hmm. so i think that is i don't know a, a fun bit of influence that i had here even if it was a little uh not exactly what i was thinking but still inspired what came out of it it was it was certainly fun i enjoyed the fantasy side of of this season yeah so next season at the end of every episode we put one of our players into a pool (laughs) 
for trading. A and literal pool. They go for yeah, a swim. So so all all of the people in the pool then get rolled out to random players. I oh, could get behind this, I think. No. <laughs> I guess it just makes it weird the closer you get to like the finale because then it's like yeah. who ends up with this person? I think maybe that could be like a I don't know. It's like I want to say it's like a pre-merge thing we could do, but or, no. Or maybe it's <laughs> instead of a redraft we do that. No, I don't think so. I do think uh, I, I do think it is that. interesting redraft to give us more incentive to trade, but um yeah. I also enjoy like sticking with your guns, like calling your shots, picking your people and like staying with that. Puppy logic. Yeah. Cuz the 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 <laughs> thing with having too much switching around and things like that is that it becomes much harder to get attached to people and your team whereas i think you know the redraft strikes a good balance between you know especially with the lock-in you get to keep like your your best person your favorite person Mm -hmm. um and then redraft and maybe you like find somebody else that you end up you know, getting attached to and enjoy watching. Because, like, you know, Lydia wasn't really on my radar until after the draft. Um, how how about... She also went home immediately after Yeah, that. yeah, 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 how... yeah. But regardless, regardless. <laughs> I need to go back to how the... How about bigger tribes for the teams? We duplicate every contestant. <laughs> so there are two <laughs> copies of them to be drafted. Yeah, and they're like, you're, they're you like a, a magic... A person and... twice. Yeah, they're like a magic deck. No, you, you have you can't, up to oh, okay. four you can't copies. Duplicate. Yeah, oh, I think okay. we could try that out. I think that could be something worth considering. I also hate this, but you know what? <laughs> it it makes things a lot more level. I think across the board. Mm-hmm. What if we just yeah? Because you, make... you have more contestants to what play. What if we just with? make a hundred copies of each person? That's what I was gonna say. Why not just no. go and then to we the just extreme. have our teams all be like twenty people big. At- yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah. we draft. Our, in... our teams are every contestant, multiple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean... no, 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 no. We so in MTG they have like draft events, right? Where you like swap a deck of cards around, you take one card from it, et cetera, et cetera, until you have a deck. We just do that. We just simulate a draft, and then we have like a thirty card or you know forty card, however many card deck from this like circular draft. And we just have tons of copies of all the people. I also find it funny that there's technically a loophole in the rules that none of us realized oh, yeah? until it was pointed out to us later. And we just left 18 points on the on the floor. What are you referring to? The rules do not forbid us from trading eliminated contestants, meaning that Roxroy spent a bunch of time on the bench <laughs> when he could have been on people's teams. Which is a loophole Wasn't that, that flying so, ag- f- flying ag- acknowledged when I jokingly traded TB Tory for Rockstar. I, oh, I think so. I get eighteen more points. At w- no, no, once no, no. upon I a time, get eighteen more points. Uh, let's see. So it's the there's a rule that says locked contestants during the pre-merge after a Castaway's adventure ends, they cannot be moved from a tribe. Broke the rules. Oh, we did. Well, I think, well this says I think... during the pre-merge. So this is just for the waivers in this season where like if I, you know, who, who has the first boot Fred. So Fred loses Zach and then like he takes Roxroy by trading Zach away. Like he can't do that because pre-merge Zach is locked on his team. 
post-merge, it doesn't matter because so, there are no waivers, at least with this amount of right. people. So we didn't. So, yeah, there's... So f- Flying left that rule in there because they're being a troll. Yeah. Classic. It okay. was a classic ruse. <laughs> and we can definitely, uh, you know, talk more about what we want to do with our format for next season later. Uh, total chance die. I just want to go over because I counted out. <laughs> so I just want to mention it. Um, kind of interesting. So it only gets two. And then TV got five. I ended up with seven. And Fred uh, got eight. He would have had seven if it wasn't for Lindsay this episode. I think it's really yep. interesting. Overall, Fred and I have really interesting parallels throughout this season. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of fun. Also interesting how we like just totally flipped the positions we were all in like for the majority of the season. Yeah, in, in episode 11, our results were the complete opposite of what they are at the end. Yeah. So I don't know, the, my spike in points looks really dramatic, but I also feel like it is deserved for having the final three people. Yeah, I mean, you just drafted better. Yeah, like that's you know kind of the ultimate result. Just build. Is there's like points? But <laughs> Truly, if you like make the if you're the best at drafting the players, then like you should win. Probably better than holding the uh, edge of extinction winner the entire season. <laughs> I didn't technically do. I did trade away to flying for one point and asked for Chris back at the last episode and flying said, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, now I am, uh, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm three in a row, 40, 41 and 42. I've all, I've all won. Correct. And all the seasons that I have been on, you have won. Yeah. And I've had the winner on my tribe for each of those seasons. And, yes, they did, and they two, didn't necessarily two start of there. Them, two <laughs> thirds of them were handed to you by me. <laughs> right, but that's the other cool thing is that you know Fred is Fred has picked the winner, uh, or at least put them on his team for two of the three seasons that he he's been on. Yeah, and I don't think I have that. It's it's interesting how I managed to pull this all off. But is it? I don't know. Do, doing a fantasy draft like this and like keeping track of the points makes watching the show like so much more interesting. Yeah, for sure. So if you're listening, give it give it a shot because it's just like fun. It's it's more engaging because you care about people and like you recognize them more. You care about you care about individual events too. Like I know people who draft for reality shows and they just like okay, whoever wins, uh-huh. you know, wins, and it's like, but that's not interesting. Uh-huh. And also, like, during the pre-merge, like, you just know who everybody is, which makes a huge difference from, like, a normal Survivor season if you're, like, binging through. And it's, like, you don't start to learn who everybody is until there's, like, less than, you know, 10 people left. Yeah, and, I mean, you also just get attached to your team regardless of if you actually like them or want them to do well or if they do well or anything. You Mm -hmm. just want them to do things that get you points so you're going to going to inherently support them yeah so it, it's all fun and survivor will be back for a 43 and we'll be back for another season here as well it's all good yeah fun. well with that all being said does anybody else have any like finishing final thoughts on on anything i i was just gonna say you know sort of uh you know 
loose final thoughts, but more specifically, like, you know, what... If you, all of you had to give it, like, a rating, what would you give? Who is your your favorite person? Who would you want on, like, a returning season? Uh, just things like that. And I, I guess I can go first, because all of my answers are kind of either out there or obvious, which is, like... I would give this season overall a, a solid 9. I think it wasn't perfect, but I think it was really, really good across the board, and one of the best casts we've seen in a while from, like, a... a new season um true yeah and in terms of like favorite people obviously i'm a big fan of omer big fan of marianne uh i think as returnees i think omer would be fun of course but i think he's also the textbook like does plays really really well on his first season comes back on a returnee and it is the first boot because everyone knows that he's very good at the game Uh and is you know snake-esque so so much of his game was like a secret (laughs) and now it's not a secret anymore right so i would have loved to see him you know win the season of course and i would love to see him be able to do well on another returning season but it seems very difficult yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Lindsay back but i also feel like you know uh, Lindsay the survivor character not the person but i feel like Lindsay doesn't like just bring too much to offer that we like didn't really explore in this season like i feel like she was a good force and a good like balanced survivor player but not necessarily one that i like need to see again yeah i agree with that jonathan could come back but he really wasn't like that impressive like he was really good in the pre-merge challenges but like i don't think he could ever really win a season um Mike would be cool to have back, but I also feel like there's like, I don't know. Mike Mike could be a, an interesting returner, but he's also kind of like yeah. getting up there in terms of age. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, yeah, you know, I, I did I did my round and I lost to a 24-year-old <laughs> girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, But Mike, though, at, you know, going over like characters, uh, Mike kind of ended up as someone who like I lost confidence in winning after a certain point, but you know, I did draft him because I felt like he sat in this interesting niche of like being kind of like the leader, strong guy character, but bringing a more like, you know, sensitive, like reflective side to it. And he really lived up to like that interesting fusion of, of archetypes. And yeah, I like he's a, a really like a, fun, interesting character. character to watch. Who would you say is your, is your favorite? Is it Mike? <sighs> I don't know. I think, well, I think, I think if I didn't have Marianne on my team for the final stretch, I think it could have been, but Mike definitely played like a pretty flawed game in the post merge mm-hmm. uh, compared to how he was in the pre merge. And Marianne isn't like an especially super great like survivor player either. And her character was still kind of quiet and like, I understand, like, her story and her path to winning, but Marion also isn't, like, necessarily, like, a super iconic, like, winner to me coming out of the season. True. Uh, like, getting to the finale is like, okay, we are kind of, like, left with just, like, a handful of people here. And, like, it's justified why Marion wins, but, like, I wouldn't necessarily pick her out of the final five and be like, here is, like, the super, you know, winner choice. Um, 
So it's like it's interesting because it's it, it was a good cast together and their interactions were good, but I don't think there's any single person who like really stands out as like this person is great. I love Lydia. I was gonna say also, yeah, I forgot to mention that Lydia's great, and I wish we got to see more of her. Yeah, what's well, the, the thing show. with yeah? That's the thing with Lydia. You know, she's fun off off season, but like on the show, like she had like two episodes, and then the rest of them, she was just like kind of not present. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, which is why she has to come effect. back so we can see more of her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we also had like Daniel, who was fun in the, uh, in the pre-merge, like a good character there. But I also feel like we kind of saw like his whole story. Like we don't get much from seeing Daniel I, back. I th- I think we need the Jackson redemption. <laughs> mm, true. <laughs> that could be interesting. I mean, definitely to see Jackson come back, I think would be a cool storyline. I don't know if Survivor would do it, but I think it'd be I don't think interesting. So. To see, I, I wish they would. Like it's it's so disappointing. It like, it really is. But I feel like the the how do I put it? The reputation established yeah. is too scuffed now for Jackson specifically yeah, to come did, back. Quote unquote, break the rules. Yeah. So it's just a very weird precedent to set if they bring him True. back. Shoulda, shoulda delayed a season. Then, then you would have been Gucci. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. But uh, you know, speaking of first boots, uh, you know, we we also had uh, Zach, who you know seemed like an interesting character in the first episode, but was the, the episode one sacrificial lamb. Yeah, yeah, I think I think Zach's story was pretty expertly told in a way where it's like, look, super fan. Um, I think Survivor likes to do this too. You know, bring out the super fan. Look how much they know about the game. Uh, and then they're like not actually good at the game, and this is why Toon can never win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would put myself necessarily in, in this archetype. You you just talked about how you would go and explain the <laughs> okay, name but of that's every that's 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 a bit. But that's a bit. <laughs> that's like a joke. It's a ha ha funny meme. That's a ha ha funny it's, bit that it's, gets you voted off island. It's the mixture, <laughs> it's the mixture of true. the knowledge, but in an ironic way where it's like, why would I know the name of every challenge? It's not because I care or anything. It's just because I'm this dedicated to the joke. Yeah. I think the people on the show would not really pick up on it, but I think the, you know... But I Us would as people when I come back and watch the season. Right. And you know what? That's all that matters. If you're not out there doing a bit for to make yourself laugh, then what's the point of the bit? I couldn't resist. If I was on the show, I could not resist my entire storyline being like a bit that I'm building up. Yeah, uh, and and then you forget an, a challenge name and that's where you get voted out. That would be it. It'd be too suspicious. What's this challenge name, Tune? <laughs> Uh, 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 he doesn't know. Vote him out. <laughs> He's not a real fan. We were just keeping him around for the bits. Yeah. And, and that well has dried. <laughs> okay, now I'm curious. It, but it's, it's like a brand new challenge that they haven't used before. Unlikely. To. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. But uh, now I'm curious. We, we always reference, like, me as being the one t- if we had to nominate a sacrifice, right? Um, what archetype am I? <laughs> Because, like, I don't, I have enough self-awareness, but I don't know what, where I would land in that. I, well, I think it's... You might be a Marianne. (laughs) (laughs) 
that'd be funny. I I think you would really, and this is, I feel like what might happen for most people probably, but you would definitely, as you're meeting like strangers for the first time, will like you know, give off your persona of like interacting with other people, like that that person, the person who interacts with other people, compared to like the person you are around. Uh, I don't so know. You're most, like, I had, uh, when I first with, met Fred, when I first met Fred, uh, he was just sleeping a lot. And, uh, we had to <laughs> sleep thing to record yeah. an episode. It's true. It's true. You're the you're the you're the Romeo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're just kind of honestly. Yeah. That might be the closest. Cut to me, just like munching on rice. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else is, like, doing stuff, and you're just kind of, like, hanging out. And then you have, like, Munching one episode on where you're, like, super over the top. Fight. And then, like, you just go back to, like, no, the Monty Hall problem! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I go from being this, like, super quiet uh, reserve to, like, yeah, throwing an absolute riot when the Monty Hall problem We didn't up. even talk about how cocky Romeo got after he won his challenge. <laughs> I don't know how to read Romeo here. I don't know if, like, he really, really felt he could win or if he was just you know really like giving like this character you know everything he could or like it's good to believe that you could do it but i'm just curious like what level of awareness he had going into it that like no one was like taking him seriously at all yeah didn't have a chance <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's so weird when somebody who does not have a chance to win the game gets into the the final three via immunity yeah it yeah it's kind of funny how it worked out like that you're you're just picking how you're going to lose yeah i think i'd go out in the pre-merge i can see fred early merge or final three yeah first boot or win the game classic i i would either be final boot or like episode 10 Mm mm-hmm or did I say final boot? I meant first boot. Oh, okay. first boot or, or episode. <laughs> final yeah, boot, yeah, I yeah. was thinking like the, the Jonathan spot, fire making, <laughs> or the Lindsay. Regardless, I think we've been here for plenty of time today. <laughs> yeah, any any final, final thoughts? I think I would be a uh, immediate first post-merge boot. Okay. Gotcha. When you're unfairly split in half, yeah, that's the other thing. Going into next season, we've heard a little yeah, bit about I Jeff mean, saying we're like we're kind of keeping all this oh, format. Yeah, we're keeping I hate the, it. We're I keeping hate the it here. In the dark, I hate Jeffrey. Probst. The weird merges, the the instant reunion, all these things are are, it's are sticking so around. Bad. It's so bad. All of the things that I hated are coming back. Let's hope, despite the twists, the cast uh, comes out again and uh shows us some some good tv hopefully because they've seen 41 i think maybe they've seen a couple episodes of 42 so do something good if you're on season 43 i know you probably already did or maybe you're in the progress process of doing so they're like almost done they're like halfway through the merge okay they're they're filling the way they're filling 43 right now Wow, wow, they put together that real fast. <laughs> you're on 44. <laughs> Dude. If you're on 44, you're probably already... You're probably already in isolation, though. Yeah, the, All right, if you're on uh, 45, 45 then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're quarantining, getting ready for being to, ready to be shipped mm-hmm. out. 
listening to RNG show because you have nothing <laughs> yeah, better to do. Yeah, back through all the recordings. Oh, I was talking about pre-Ponderosa Purgatory. PvP? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where, where, where they're just kind of hanging out at Ponderosa and not allowed to talk to each mm-hmm. other and just don't know when the game is going to start. It's on your iPods. Alright. Oh yeah, that's true. You are allowed to listen to RNG show if you are in uh, pre-Ponderosa <laughs> Purgatory. <laughs> okay. So, that just about wraps it up for this season. If you want to go check out any of the other episodes, maybe you're in Ponderosa right now, you can do so over at rngshow.com. We have uh, everything starting from Ghost Island and up. Thanks to Zoe for editing uh, this episode and the season. Uh, I've watched you edit a lot of them, and there's always been something interesting happening. (laughs) Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. Uh, if you want to go see the spreadsheet now that it's pretty much finished, I think we might do a few last touches on it, but regardless, all the points are there. The graphs are there. The unit totals are there, which we kind of reference, but don't talk about. Uh, we have a tab at the end of all the tabs where like tallies up how many points uh, each contestant earned over the course of the season. And it's really interesting to look at. Uh, Marianne, of course, earned the most points with 97 uh, Jackson earned the least with two, but it's fun because you can like add up numbers and that's how you can do the hypotheticals of like, oh, what if Fred and I like never traded or things like that. That's on the spreadsheet. Um, is still one prediction up in the air. There is one prediction. Is that Jimmer's prediction? Jimmer's prediction. 42 will be critically worse than 41. I don't think it was. I don't think it was, but we will... Is this like the general populace or like our critical? We'll have to ask Jimmer. All right, let's go. RottenTomatoes.com, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout yeah, out. Stay tuned on. Shout out to peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I had a, a fancy one today to celebrate. I did toasted with a uh, blackberry jelly. Um, sure. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes. Because of peanut butter and <laughs> no. jelly. Because there was a GIF recall. Oh, oh that's whack. Oof. Not so, really feeling the peanut butter and jelly that's right now. Understandable. I, I, have, I, I have the result of Jimmer's prediction. Okay. Survivor Season 42 received a 20% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And Season 41 received a 15% audience score. Oh. Nice. Jimmer was wrong. Also, those are low. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, those are very low. Soaring and I had the only true... Wait, oh, because it was better. Yeah. Crazy. Thank you, everybody, for listening through this this season. Yeah, we'll be back for the next one. Catch you next time. Yeah, good season, Survivor! Woo! Congrats to you. Yeah. Goodbye.